So we began a series uh, last Sunday called Signs of the Times, Knowing the Trends and Living with Hope. And uh, it is so important for us to be aware of the day and time that we live in. And when you look out at all the things that are happening in mm -hmm. the world and ask yourself, like, does the Bible have anything to say about all the craziness <laughs> that we are seeing? And then, of course, the answer is yes, the Bible does have a lot to say about it. I mean, Jesus spoke of specific trends that he said he wanted us to watch and be aware of. And we're going to look at about 15 of them, mm -hmm. and we're taking them from Matthew 24. There's these parallel chapters in Luke 21 and Mark 13, uh, where he talks about about 15 trends. And he says, when you see all these trends accelerating in one generation at a time, be aware, because that's when I'm coming back. That's when the second coming of Christ will be. Hallelujah. And, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so the return of Jesus Come is on. really what every true believer is longing for, That's looking right. for. Amen? Come on. I mean, yes. and sometimes I think we forget this. Like, so I just wanted to say, why is it so important? What's the second coming so important for? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, like, let's just say about everything. Yes, amen. Important for. I mean, without the return of Christ, there would be no final consummation or the fullness of our salvation, right. what we're waiting for. Right. There'd be no resurrection from the grave. Mm -hmm. This mortality would never put on immortality. You know, it says that now we see through a glass darkly or dimly, mm -hmm. and, but then we'll see clearly. Hallelujah. You know, we'll see him face to face. Well, that would never happen. That'll be George. There'd be no restoration <laughs> of creation. There'd be no final justice uh -huh. for all the unrighteousness and injustice that we see in the world today. That's right. No final judgment. We'd all be stuck. We would all be stuck in this sin and death cycle. Mm. Think about it forever. Kind of like I said, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone, old Twilight Zone show that you'd see. Remember <laughs> the one with the train? You keep going around and see. You think maybe when I get off here, it's going to be different. Or get off here and you never get off. You just keep going around and around and around on the same cycle. There's life we do have life, of course, in this life, mm -hmm. but it's always followed by death. Come on. There's always the, the sin and death cycle. And so it would be, we would be stuck in this fallen condition. Right. And that's why this song is so awesome that we just sang. Like, is all creation groaning under it the is. weight of sin? It is. Yes, come on. And then, like, is a new creation coming? Oh, it is. Hallelujah. Thank God it is. I just love the words in that song. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light. Within. within our midst, it is. And I think, is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Yes! <laughs> Especially when you look out at the world and you read the news, I just think, oh, a new creation is one day coming. Amen! And it changes our whole perspective. Thank God, is right, thank God. I mean, the Apostle John, like Chris said, had said about Revelation 5, please read Revelation 5 this week. It'll give you great context for what the words are in this song because the apostle John, it said he wept bitterly, mm -hmm. audibly because he thought that no one would ever have power to rescue us from this cycle of sin and death. Is no one worthy to open the break the seal and open the scroll? And no wonder it said he wept because we would all again be stuck in this cycle of sin and death and disease and murder mm. and awfulness. And so he, he says, yes, the line of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. Jesus. 
He's ransomed us from the grave. He's ransomed, it said, the slaves. (laughs) We've all been a slave Mm. in this life. We are a slave in that sense, to that subject to the sin and death cycle until you come to Christ. Amen. But he's redeemed us from it, thank God. And that's the reason, that that's our blessed hope. That's why we wait for his glorious second coming when he's going to bring everything to fullness. He's going to make everything right for us. And now it says in that chapter, he's gathering people from every tribe, nation, and language. That's right. And he's forming us. He's doing something in the midst of all of this. He's forming us, it says, into a kingdom of priests. He's bringing us into a unity of faith, a maturity of faith, a oneness in faith together. He's going to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit to help us to be overcomers. In this life, as we see the world around us getting darker, we can overcome. Come we, on. This is, what, this is why we, we wait for him. This is our blessed hope. He's bringing us into this place. He's looking for a church to be an overcoming, triumphant church. In yes. The yes. And so this is what, the, what our kingdom is about. I think this is what the Father wanted when you read in Genesis, the seventh day of creation. Yes. He rested from all his works. And and it I think was good. The Father is going to have his way. The day's coming, that seventh day of rest, when all creation is made right. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Oh, my gosh. What's getting birthed? What's getting birthed in this whole yeah. difficult time? Because the Bible says, Jesus said, we're in birth pains right now. What's getting birthed is Jesus' millennial kingdom. It's his millennial kingdom. But in order... Here's something that you've got to understand here so that you don't get mixed up, is that during this time, during these, what you would call birth pains, what Jesus called birth pains, which we are experiencing uh, these things such as the social disorder we see. Uh, It's not just in America, it's all over the world. It's political unrest everywhere, and there's pressures coming and mounting and mounting and mounting, and there's crises everywhere. Listen, these are the birth pains, but what is that going to do with the church? What does it have to do with the church? It's to refine our hearts. It's a work that we've got to understand. It's to refine our own hearts. It's to refine our hearts so that we, our hearts are purified and we're choosing the things of God. We, we decide, yes, the Word of God is correct. So what is it? We submit to Jesus' leadership. And the only way we're going to know that is by reading His Word. Or we could choose our own way, you know? And this is what, unfortunately to say, many believers do. They do not live their lives in light of eternity. They live for the here and now. They work to make this life everything they want. It's all about the job. It's all about the money. It's, you know, and everything going around them, it's really in their face The problem is they don't see the big picture. It's because they don't value the things of God. It's all putting their trust and hope 
in things that will be shaken. Because the Bible says that God will shake everything. Shake everything. But God wants us to build our lives on a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen? He wants us to build our lives in obedience to His Word, to be led by His Spirit, which means you have to be aware of His Spirit leading and guiding you. And He will always lead and guide you according to the Word of God. This is our kingdom, and it cannot be shaken. You know, He, he is going to shake everything. I want you to look at this scripture. We're going to put it up on the screen. It's Matthew 24, verse 35. Go ahead and put that up. I want you to think about this scripture. I, you know what? We read this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will pass away. And what we do is like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I want you to stop and think. Heaven and earth will pass away. <laughs> what you're standing on will be gone. What you go outside and look up and see will be gone. This is going to be shaken. This is why God is calling you to purify your hearts right now. He's getting our attention. He's showing us what's to come. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And it says His words will not pass away. Right. His words. So what we have to do is get the word in our heart in abundance. Amen? See... These 15 trends that we're going to be talking about, they're going to accelerate in this generation. And Jesus is coming back, but he's coming back for a church that's purified. And, you ha and I have to make choices and say, yes, Lord, I will. Yes, Lord, I will. That means you're going to crucify your flesh. These shakings I'm talking about is according to the Word of God. And if you take a look at, is it Habakkuk chapter 2? Uh, I think it is. He says he's going to shake, shake this earth, shake the world. He says he's going to shake the heavens, the earth. He's going to shake the sea, and he's going to shake the dry land. I think it's Haggai. Yeah. Haggai. Oh, it might be Haggai. Yeah. Two, two different ages. Yeah, Haggai, you're right. It's all ordained by God. Yeah. God's ordaining yeah. it. Well, why, why would God ordain it? I mean, shakings aren't fun, are they? We just go through the COVID virus. It's a kind of shaking. <laughs> yes, it is. And really, I, many Christians, I think, have a hard time with this truth that God would ordain shakings in the earth. Mm -hmm. But it's clear throughout Scripture that he does this. Yes. I mean, yes. It's in Romans 11, it's, it does say, Behold the goodness and the severity of God, right? Come on. So he allows his judgments to come into the earth for reasons. They're purposeful. One is to wake us up. Hallelujah. Like you said, because we can just get into the hectic pace of life and get our priorities all mm -hmm. mixed up, messed up. And the shakings kind of help you go, whoa, like what is going on with my life and around the world? And, and why does he want to wake us up, not just to say, hey, wake up and right. look at and see everything that's going on. Right. He's, he's wanting to remove everything in our life that is 
hindering our ability to love him yes. and see him for who he is. He desires our love and affection. Come on. The first commandment yes. to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength is still the first commandment. And so he's, he'll allow things to shake in our world so that he, he, we recognize and start to look to him. Yes. Instead of looking to the world for all of our answers. Because when shakings come, this gives us an opportunity to just realign our heart. Does it not? It forces us. I mean, what did happen in this whole COVID-19 situation? I think most of us stopped and said, what is going on in my life? Uh -huh. What's going on in the world? Did you ask any deeper questions about life, about your future, about eternity? Because when we get into pressurized situations, the thing that we hold on to tightest, you know, we, we, we recognize. Where did yeah. I look for peace? Where did I look yeah. for comfort? Where did I look for answers? Come on. Those are good questions. You know, and I hope that you examined your heart during this time. That's what we've prayed for every one of our prayer meetings. So God, help the church, help your people to examine their heart, examine their priorities, draw closer to you during yeah. this time. Mm -hmm. That's the good that comes out of a shaking. That's the good that God desires because they aren't fun. And like I said, you could get caught up in the hectic pace of life. And it's like God just intervenes and says, I want you to just stop. Yeah, come on. Look at the bigger picture here. Look at the larger scenario that's playing out in light of eternity. His desire is to draw you to himself. Yes. In the end, that's all that's going to matter. <laughs> Did I know him? Does he know me? Did I live my life yeah. for yeah. him? And I think the times ahead for us, they're going, they're, you know, there are going to be a lot of choices <clears throat> in the shakings. Will I move towards God during these pressurized times, or will it be a time that I just turn away and look for my answers somewhere else? Mm -hmm. So we want to take a look at these trends. We, we said they're coming from Matthew 24, Luke, yep. Luke 21, 21 and, and Mark 13. Mm -hmm. You want to mark those down somewhere if you're taking notes and look at those three separate chapters sometime because they are parallel chapters that are describing the same signs of the times and end time scenario. Yeah, well, uh, the first thing to uh, trend that Jesus warns us about is deception and false prophets. Yeah. Deception and false prophets. So Jesus is talking to his disciples here, and we're going to read Matthew 24, verse 4. Uh, Jesus said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ, God's anointed, and will deceive many. Now let's take a look at the one in Luke, Luke chapter 21. And this is what Jesus said. This is how Luke records it. Watch out that you're not deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I'm he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. <laughs> Jesus is telling us that before his return, there's going to be an acceleration in these people who say, I am anointed. I'm ordained by God to lead it during this time. There's going to be an acceleration of false Christ. 
And it's funny because Jesus warns us more about deception, okay, than anything related to the end times. He warned more about deception than tribulation, than persecution. And, of course, we're concerned with persecution, but he's talking about deception is the number one challenge that you're going to have. Hey, look at this scripture here. Uh, verse 24, Matthew 24, verse 24. You know, the Lord Jesus says, deception is going to be your greatest vulnerability. Deception. You're going to, the deception, you know how the devil does it? There's a little bit of truth in it. A little bit of scripture in it. And false prophets are always going to be going and say, Oh my God, I see that God is going to bless you and is going to bring some great things upon you and you're going to have, you're going to stand before kings and you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be. First thing you need to do, listen, God wants to bless you. There's no doubt about it. Okay. But the times we're living in are obvious. It says the whole world will hate you. <laughs> but if you're a Christian, you signed up for it. <laughs> We've got a better country to go to, amen? <laughs> He's going to, a new creation's coming. It is. <laughs> Look what it says here, Matthew 24, 24. For false Christ, oops. I just jumped off my page here. False Christs and false prophets will appear and they will provide great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect, God's chosen ones. Now listen to this warning. He, he's expecting you to be mature here. He's saying this. See, I've warned you beforehand. What does that mean right there? That means the responsibility has just fallen on us. That now we must be able to detect what is a deception and what's not. Again, your greatest enemy. See, listen, if deception gets inside of you, mm, you'll buy into the wrong narrative. Okay? You'll start following that social media stuff. You'll start following the news. And whatever you choose there... Believe me, it's causing a split. Christ is going to unify His church. He's going to purify our hearts. So our hearts are made one with Him. We don't want to get caught up. Amen? If you get into this, it's going to bring confusion. It's going to bring deception. It's going to bring, listen, deception's out here. If we, we, if we get the wrong mode and we're in it, because there's released here spirits of hatred. Amen? You see it. I see it. Anger. People snapping. And then there's the... Immorality everywhere. There's confusion about gender, marriage. You know, deception is out there. 
And we walk through it in the light. Amen? Amen. Come on. I think the thing that we have to realize, again, I say it again from Ephesians chapter 6, that you know, we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. My principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So we are fighting a spiritual battle. Amen. So there are spirits to come, unclean spirits, spirits of this destruction, murder, hatred that are released into our atmosphere, into the minds of people who mm -hmm. are just willing to think along that line, think along that line, talk along that line. And there is this, it's seemingly like this enormous flood of negative, just divisive, rude narrative that's coming through the news and the media. It's shifting the mood. It's shifting the reactions of people, the reactions of even the government, what the government yeah. is, is willing to do. Like, you know, there's just purposeful, destructive violence sometimes going on. It's like, well, we're agreeing with it because, you know, someone said, well, just burn the whole thing down. That's what we're going to do if we have to do it to make change come. And I think, now, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I immediately thought of Jesus if, and what he said to his followers. Do you remember the story, the Sons of Thunder? You know, the, the disciples are going to Jerusalem. They have to pass through Samaria. Yeah. There's this centuries-long animosity and hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans. And Jesus sends his disciples ahead, and he says, go, you know, get a resting spot for me there, you know, as I travel on to Jerusalem. And when the Samaritans heard he was coming, it's like, we don't want you here. You take your people and go. And, the, and the, you know, don't stay here. James and John. And, and so James and John are like, you can imagine, like, what? You know, you don't want us here. You know, <laughs> Jesus, you want us to call down fire and just burn up this place, burn them all up. <laughs> Same kind of thinking. What, really. what did Jesus say? And Jesus looked at them. I mean, it said he rebuked them and said, basically, no, you don't know what spirit you're of. Yeah. You know, I didn't come to destroy men's lives. I came to save men's lives. <laughs> But, but I think to myself, all right, now, Jesus, you gave us an example. Jesus is our master, right? If you're a follower, we're followers of Christ. We're following his way. So we have to look at how did our master respond in the, in the face of crazy hatred and hostility? What did he do? Well, he did respond peacefully. He responded in humility. Humility. You know, and I think this is so helpful for us today because the servant is not above his master. Like we are following yep. Come on. him and we're being trained by our master who, who was letting his father, he said, I'm let, I'm, it said he was led like a sheep to the slaughter and he opened not his mouth. That's right. Right? He trusted himself to the one who sees and judges all things fairly. And I'm thinking, okay, we know Jesus stood up for truth. We know that he did. He opened his mouth in the face of, of lies and often truth. But he did it in a spirit of humility. Mm -hmm. And he did trust his father, that his father was seeing everything and would judge all things fairly. Amen. And so there's this rising stigma. There's this rising criticism that's coming against Christians. You might not feel it quite yet. Oh. <laughs> but it's coming. Yeah. It's, it's out here. there. It's here. Yeah. It's here. And Jesus wants our hearts prepared for it. He wants our hearts to be prepared for it and to know how to respond That's from our right. heart to it. Right. 
Because we can't just say, burn the whole thing down, you know, <laughs> just get rid of it and start over. That's not to be our response. It is a shaking, is right. Come on. Right. But the, and the Lord intends to raise up in the midst of, right in the midst of the face of this kind of hostility, social hostility, a victorious end time church. That's right. Who's going to overcome and walk as the master walk, walk in love and humility right in the face of it. Yes. That's going to be our strength. Come on. That's going to be where the spirit comes. Yes, amen. And moves on our behalf. And that's not and going I think, to be And it easy. won't be easy. <laughs> you know, we think, yes. And then I think, then you get into those situations and you think, oh God, I need help. Yeah. And then right. temptation comes from the darkness to be offended. Well, I'm offended by that. And you, you, you want to take your own vengeance, amen? Yeah. Come on now, we can't do that. We'll end up betraying one another. Yeah. Scripture warns about that. We cannot disconnect from Christ. We cannot disconnect from the church. The other choice is, if we don't, is, is right in the face of hatred. In criticism, persecution, we need to follow, like Pastor Mamie said, Christ's response. I mean, seriously, if anybody suffered unjustly, it was Jesus. Amen. You know, it says in Isaiah, it says, he was pierced through for our transgressions. Ours. Ours. Yours and mine. He was crushed by our iniquities, yours and mine. Unjust. He's perfect. He's perfect. He's the son of the living God. And he suffered unjustly. It says the chastisement of our peace was on him. On him. But here's the thing. It says in Peter, it says, when he was reviled, he reviled not. Huh? Huh? Yeah. It says, when he suffered, he uttered no threats. And this is it right here. But kept trusting himself to him who judges righteously. Mm-hmm. So what's the way of Christ in all of this is what? Love, humility. Amen? Willing to suffer wrongfully. The Bible does declare in... 1 Peter chapter 4, if that happens to us, it says the spirit of glory rests on us. And suppose when that happens and our hearts are purified and we're walking as the master and that happens to us and they're able to see the spirit of glory on us, okay, they could get saved. Mm Mm-hmm. But if we're angry and we want to get our own way, that glory won't rest on us. Yeah. Yeah. But if that glory is seen by them, because our hearts are being purified now, and you want that so that we aren't deceived, that we walk like the master. Mm -hmm. See, we have to, in this crazy time... We have to walk with a heavenly purpose. Amen? Amen? We have to humble ourselves under the Master's leadership. (laughs) Yeah. 
it's not going to be easy. But we, God wants our identity, your identity, my identity, so rooted in who we are in Christ that we're not worried about who likes us, who doesn't like us. It, yeah. You know, we're not worried about any of that. We recognize and know we're sons and daughters of the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, right. And really, this is so much of the angle that we pray about when we have our prayer meetings. Yes. That the church, our eyes would be awakened to the day and time we live in and to look at life through God's, like, the core reality of the kingdom of God. Like, and you and I and our families and our children are going to need reserves of humility and love yes. and perseverance and the strength and unity that come from that in the days ahead. We are going to need a reserve of that. Come on. And your prayers, when you pray, that's what you're doing if you're praying along this line. You're setting up reserves for the day comes when you need needed in light of temptations yes. to respond the wrong come way. Yeah. This is why Jesus told his disciples, watch and pray that you don't fall into temptation. Because our prayers are building up a reserve yes. in the spirit for us. And there isn't a person in here that could say, well, I have enough already. <laughs> I mean, just go into your own homes for a day and you'll be like, no, I think I need a reserve of humility and forgiveness <laughs> and love and mercy and all the rest of it. We need we draw on those reserves every day, so it's like we need more. Amen. This is why we encourage you, please come to the prayer meetings. Yes, yes. You're, you're going to be setting a foundation for yourself, your family, your children in the days to come. This is one a priority of time that you should not pass by. Come on. Truly. So let's just we're gonna go on here, read Matthew 24, verse 5. Um, it says this, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, God's anointed, and will deceive many. You know, there's going to be deception, like Pastor C was saying, around false Christ. And the word Christ means anointed one. Right. It's not Jesus' last name, Jesus Christ. It's Jesus, <laughs> the anointed one. All right. So he's basically saying here that people are going to come saying, I'm commissioned by God. Right. I'm anointed by God. Yeah, right. They're not necessarily going to stand up and say, I am the Christ, you know, sort of like a David Koresh from Waco, Texas, like I am. It's going to be people that are going to say, I'm anointed and commissioned to, and follow me, follow, right. follow me in what I'm doing. Yeah, so, I mean, this all... David Koresh was a false prophet, a false Christ, right? But how many people did he deceive? A lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious that he was a And false... how about Jim Jones? Anybody remember yeah. Jim Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Don't drink it. Come on, don't drink it is right. But how many people did he deceive? Yeah. He said he was a Christ. Yeah. You know, again, going back to what you said, people are going to come, I'm commissioned from God. I'm the deliverer. Follow me. And they're, they're going to take it to a whole new level like we've never seen. Yeah. And then it becomes all about them. And these deliverers could be military people, political leaders, social reformers, false prophets. You know, they prophesy out of their own heart to make you feel good. So you, you know, give them kudos and, you know, likes on their thing. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are warlords, you know. 
They come in these nations that were, and genocide is happening. He says, they say, I'm, I'm freeing all the oppressed people, and if you get in our way, we're killing you. Mm. They believe I'm sent by God. I have a mandate by God. I'm the deliverer from God. They could be religious. They could be political, military. You know, they're going to be all these makeshift deliverers all over the place. Because there's going to be such a crisis, people are going to be wanting a strong leader. I have some answers. Oh, we're following you. That before the Nazi party happened in Germany, it was total chaos over there. Crisis everywhere. Socially, politically, financially, it was a mess. And they're all calling for a strong leader. We need a strong leader. <laughs> it was a mess. And here comes the guy. He declared that he was the providential commissioning. I was providentially commissioned to save Germany. Strong leader. Mm-hmm. What was really amazing was the majority of the church was deceived. Yeah, that was the saddest part of it. Yeah, yeah. The and they they joined it. in with the hatred, the murder. It was horrible. Yeah. Now listen, things are going to get worse here. These people are masquerading as false Christ. I'm anointed. Again, I'm, they're not saying that, I, like Pastor Mavis, I died for your sins. They're not saying that. They're not saying, I came from heaven to take you back. They're just saying, I'm anointed a God to do this. Yeah. So I have a mandate from God to do this. So how do we keep, then, from being deceived? We're talking about deception is going to be great. False prophets, false Christ. Well, Jesus tells us, you're not, we don't have an outline, but we have seven things we're going to bring up real quickly here at the end. How do we keep from being deceived? Number one. Yeah, come on. Be careful what you're hearing. Be careful what you're hearing. There's just a sea of voices and opinions out there. Don't just open up your mind and your ears to everything and take it in as though, well, I heard it on the internet. Right. That must mean it's true. I mean, sometimes it's that old saying, trash in, trash out, right? So judge what you're hearing against truth. Jesus said, my word is truth. Yes. Okay. So if you fill your heart with the word of God and you obey it. Come on, there you this go. This is not just about Boom. knowing a few scriptures. Because even in the book of James, it says if you read the word, but you don't do what you deceive yourself. There's the word deception again. So we have to be doers. Read the word of God. Yeah. Put truth into your heart. And then number two, be people. Be people of the word. This is what we're, we're saying. Yep, yep. And again, it's going to take more than just knowledge of a few scriptures to keep deception from coming in. Because it's all out. It, there's a lot of it out there to discern. Read a gospel. Make this summer a goal. Okay, I'm going to read one full gospel this summer. Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Choose one of them. Choose all four. Choose all four. 
But it's so important that we take time to sit at the feet of Jesus and yes, learn of him. come on. Get to know his heart. Yes, then that yes. discernment, when you're hearing other voices, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit can be saying to you, ah, don't go that way. That's, right. that's, there's mixture in that. Yes, very there's good. There's some truth, but there's some deception in it. We, we're going to need that kind of revelation from the word. We have to wash our mind with it, though, first. Come on. So that we know it. That's right. And then number, the third thing yeah, is Yeah, we to need be, to belong and be committed to a fellowship of believers. Yeah. You know, you need to share your life honestly because we need to grow. Amen? Amen. And believe it or not, we're going to need each other in ways that we don't even understand right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be vital to our strength. It's going to be vital to our spiritual walk. Our sense of security even, folks. Yeah. And holding on to the right perspective. Yeah. Which is vital. Yeah. Uh, number four, we need all of us. We need to be teachable. This is one thing that is going to cause you to advance greater than anything else. You humble yourself and be teachable. Be teachable. Let's don't connect with this cancel culture. You know, we've got to be able to work things out with each other, talk about it, and yeah. be willing to come to an understanding. Yeah. Be teachable. You can learn from anybody, amen? Yeah. And it's like Brother Hagin said, eat the hay throughout the sticks. <laughs> eat the hay throughout the sticks. But you got to know where the sticks are. Amen? And we have to also stand up for truth. Yeah, we have to stand up for truth. We have to stand up for righteousness. And we're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. Yeah. Amen? You know, we're going to share the truth. We're not, we're not going to hide our faith. We're going to share our faith. You know, but we're going to do it all in a spirit of love and humility. And that's the number six. We have to determine to walk in love and humility. And yeah. again, it's not, it is not always easy, is it? When you get into a discussion with somebody and people have a difference of opinion, it's so easy to just, woo, before you know it, voices are rising and tone is changing. And <laughs> because the social order is just rising. It's just like the atmosphere in the world is heated up. Yes. And so we want to still be salt and light. Come on. Right? Now's the time. People, need, people are looking for a direction. Now's the time to draw people into salvation. It's like what Jesus said. He didn't come to destroy men's lives. He came to save men's lives. Yes. So we have to still remember the great commission in all of this, that our mission is still to seek and save the lost. We yep. cannot get come caught on. up in all the drama of the of the news and it's easy i mean i like to watch it too i listen i read but then i think wait lord what's on your heart yes i, I look for the signs of the times but i i still hear the holy spirit saying i still love the lost i still want to see people get saved you know and this is and the fact of the matter is the end of the age is not going to come until every one has heard. Yes. So look at this scripture, Matthew 24, 14. The good news of the gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end of the age will come. come so we need to still be doing our part to share the gospel with family, with friends, yes. with co-workers, 
and not, not forget that people are dropping off into an eternity of hell and, and torment forever. Every second, someone is Every second, dying. One, 1. 1.8 people die. Every second. Yeah. There goes another, another, another. So we need to be praying that our heart set is on the Lord's heart set, that we are paying attention and desiring what he desires to do in the earth Amen. right now. And then the lastly, yes. last one is to be people of prayer. And we can't overemphasize that enough, that in these last days, these end, the days before Jesus comes, that we will need reserves. Yeah. Again, I say it again, yeah. that we don't fall into the temptation and drift off and let our priorities get all mixed up. We need to be people of prayer. And if you say, well, I've never even come to a prayer meeting before, well, just, well, join us at one of ours. You don't have to pray. We're not going to ask you to pray. You could just sit and listen. Just sit in the atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is yeah. there. As we look into Scripture, we pray the will of God. Yep. You will, your heart will just begin to yield to the kingdom of God. That's the important part. You'll be just able come. To, you'll be able to see things you haven't seen. Yeah. You'll be able to know things you don't know. Yeah. And your prayers will be working to help you, to help your family, to help your children. Yes. Bring the power that we need to see the salvations that we want to see in our families, in the people around us, and the hope that we have, the blessed hope of Christ coming back. Yeah, you, you need so to be at prayer so you can even pray for your children. Yeah. Your children are going to be seeing some things that you've never seen. Yeah. The pressures on these kids are worse than what you think. Yeah. Come on. So you let's know? just, we'll just bow our heads and um, we thank you, Father. We thank you for this time that we had together. We thank you for truth. Yes. Your word is truth. And we thank you that if we hold fast to your spirit, Lord, and we learn of you, we can walk through the days ahead victoriously. We can be overcomers in this life, and we can draw people into your kingdom, which is what you want. And so we trust you to do it, Lord. We just rededicate our lives to you. We press the reset button. We see all the things happening, God, and we just tell you we want to go your way. We want to follow you, Jesus. We want to follow the master in love and in humility. Help us to do it, Lord. Help us to be people of the word of God. Help us to commit to a people that are on the journey, Lord, for this day and time in this church. Teach us, show us, Lord. Help us to walk in unity and love together yes. for the sake of bringing you glory. Thank you for the power that you've put within us. Yes. The spirit of the living God. Your word says we are the temple of the living God. That we worship you for it, Lord. Help us to recognize you more and more. Yes. So if you died today, I want to ask you this question with every head bowed and eyes are closed. If you died today, do you know that you're ready to meet Jesus? We talked about his second coming. And for those that are ready, they're born again. It's a glorious moment. But if you're not born of his spirit, that would be a very terrible day. And so we give you an opportunity to know him, to be welcomed into his kingdom. Yes.
Jesus said there's only one way to enter in. He said, I am the door. I am the way. And like Pastor Steve said, he died a shameful death on the cross, bearing our sin and guilt so that we could be forgiven, we could be made new creations in Christ. And you said, he who believes yes. the gospel, this message, has eternal life now. Do you believe it? I'm asking you, we're asking you, do you believe it? If you want to surrender your life to him, give your life to Jesus this morning. Just raise your hand. We're going to pray a prayer with you. Is there anybody in here that wants to be sure I'm born again? I'm born of God's spirit. You don't have the guarantee of tomorrow. Anybody? Mm -hmm. I see that hand. Jesus, let's pray this prayer together. Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. Save me from my sin. Make me a new creation in you. Make me a new creation in you. Help me to live for you. Help me to live for you. From this day forward. From this day forward. Amen. Amen. Amen.